What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Rip City Rundown podcast. We are officially in probably the most dead part of the offseason. The Lillard trade rumors have dwindled. Summer League is over. And now we have the long, about two-month trek until the season starts. Um, I'll just go to you, West. How are you doing right now? Um, what, what, what are we talking about today? What's the main course? Well, first I want to say... Um, this time of the year after summer league before training camp to me is kind of like i don't know like the time of day like 3 p.m in the day where you like just eat lunch you know and you're in like a food coma and you're just like there's nothing going on and you just want to sleep that's blazers news right now because there's not much going on we had a very emotional first part of the summer with the draft and people, you know, not promising and under delivering or sorry, promising and under delivering. And then they're, you know, your superstar asked for a trade. So everyone's been worked up and emotional recently. And now it just kind of just like all just went to a absolute halt. And it's been kind of nice because I'm kind of tired of the same news being recycled, even though it is important. And I'm referring to the Damian Lillard trade saga, but it is nice to, have like a week. I'm I'm not gonna lie, the past week I haven't really thought much about the Blazers. Um, there hasn't been much news. We had a nice discussion last week uh about and I'm just gonna say it off the top because most people are in for the first few minutes. We still have that bet with the suit, right? Cool. Yeah, we do. All right. Do do we just want to lay that out quick? Yeah, I think the parameters are kind of confusing. I mean we don't we don't really have a set in like set in stone line on when like my my predictions right because basically what I said was Damian Lillard will end up in Miami and the package won't be awesome. Now I said he'll either, and I said he won't end up in Miami or Miami will fork over a package that is deemed acceptable. Which that's where the gray area is. Um, we can let Cody be the judge of that. Come the trade. Yeah, yeah, we we do. <laughs> Cole and I have different opinions on what a pack good package is, what's not a good package. Cody, how are you doing post? Or I guess not post, but just kind of. This is honestly screw my lunch analogy. We're in like the eye of the hurricane right now. We're in the eye of the hurricane because it's windy, it's rainy, it's been no. emotional, and now we're just right in the oh. center where it's just all calm, all is quiet on the western front right now. Yeah, um, I'm feeling fine right now, kind of mellow, like your cut, Wes, like your cut, G. Do you? Sure. We're we rocking with the fit. Just came off the golf course. Yeah. Um, okay. But it's we're in a clean slate right now. I want to just leave all the Damian Lillard news behind us. I think we're all into that category now, where we're not. It's not. We're not too emotional anymore. And I think looking forward is just the best thing we can all do as Blazers fans. And we got to ask ourselves, what does Joe Cronin need to do? Because um, no matter what he does, he's even if he made the worst moves possible, every every decision he made, he's not going to get fired for a long time because he's a new GM. I mean, he could, but you know what yeah, I mean. I what so we're entering that phase as an NBA team that at least us fans have probably never experienced before since we've only been fans for like 10-ish, a little bit over 10 years. So yeah, we're entering that phase. Um, unlike most bad teams... We have fans. So that's like a big, I guess, difference. Like we're not Charlotte. We're not 
So like our fans are always going to be there for us. So I hope that we're not going to be a poverty franchise for a long time. But if we want to win a championship sometime down the road, we're going to be bad for some time. But just a question of how long that is and what Joe needs to do behind the scenes if because we're rebuilding. So I like, let's go. Like I'm on the train. So let's go. Yeah. And just like briefly to make a point that you brought up right there, Cody, like we've only been a fan of this team for probably 15 years, 15 years. Yeah. I mean, Brandon Roy. I remember, yeah, I would say Brandon Roy, but like we were young, we were like grade school, middle school, like once Dame got to Portland is when like, I really remember grinding Blazer basketball. So pretty much all my memories as a Blazer fan is tied to Damian Lillard. So that's why it was an emotional an emotional time for not only us, but for a lot of fans, because, and even if you were an, a lifelong fan, you know, they're yes, Brandon Roy and Aldridge were good, but they didn't really, and, and Drexler, Walton, but like Dame was like, just as good as all, all those guys and loved the city that we, you know, that we supported. So, and then the other thing is that um, just with people being all emotional, um, it's now going to get to a point where, like you said, people are going to become more and more like, what's, I guess it'd be like pragmatic and like just logical. Like it, I feel like a lot of people are going to go from, you know, we just need to send Dame to wherever he wants to like start actually like not giving a crap because people are just getting tired of it. You know, people are getting tired of the rumors. They're just going to start being like, all right, now I'm like team, not team Joe, but like team Blazers. Team Dame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Team. Well, the main portion of this podcast that will be Blazers like talk is we're just going to kind of just talk about and it's kind of something we talk about a lot, but not in depth. I'm just like, how do the Blazers win a championship as a small market team? And we the thing that stinks is we're we're going to say we don't want to talk about Damian Lillard. He's probably going to somehow be brought up in this conversation because he the past 10 years was thought to be a big part of possibly a future championship. But I think the biggest part of a small market team is you have to get that that one star that will stay, and you have to have good ownership. And, and uh, for the last 10 years, we've had a good star, but ever since Paul Allen passed away, our ownership has been shaky, whether that's because it's actually the owner's fault or that's because we've been trying to go a different direction where we don't want to spend money. That's besides the point. I think we can all agree that having a good owner is, is game changer. Cause like, let's not act like Phoenix is a huge market here and they got their star in Booker and then boom, they start making win now moves. They, they also are able to draft Aiden, but let's not act like Aiden, some huge piece. They trade for Chris Paul. They make the right move. Some people called it bad at the time. He gave them great, them great years. Then they draft well. They they trade for Mikhail Bridges on draft night. They sign good vets like Jay Crowder and Dario Sarge. And then they finally make the huge move in Kevin Durant and then also Bradley Beal. And now many would say they're a top three championship contender after already being to, being to the finals two years ago. So same thing with the Bucks. They get their star in Giannis. They get an under-the-radar guy in Chris Middleton. They get good vets. They they buy low on Brooke Lopez, turns him into a good player. Or not that he wasn't a good player, but turn him into an elite defender knock down three-point shooter, and then make the big move for Drew Holiday. So yep. I think I think Joe Cronin is trying to do that. 
you can I, I can disagree with the way he's doing it, but I think he's trying to lay that foundation right now. And hopefully sometime down the line, he does those next steps that we're talking about. Um, but but where would you guys say like we are in terms of building that championship team? Like, I think how far are we? I think we're far, but I wanted to bring up this point. Um, just looking at some basic history. So you got the Jordan area, obviously, but after that, since the 2000s, I'm talking about like in terms of big market and small market teams winning championships. It was all just San Antonio Lakers, San Antonio Lakers, Miami. I guess the Pistons got one in 2004, but it was pretty back and forth. Just big market teams, I guess. Yeah, I would say Dallas is a big market team too. They went into the 2010s. Um, Spurs won 2014, Miami a lot. Golden State Warriors, Apple becomes the biggest company in Freaking the Bay Area just explodes. So they're the biggest market. And look, look what happened. The Golden State Warriors won four championships in a decade. So, but um, what's interesting is the last, I would say, four years, we've had some interesting champions that I would argue small market team. I would argue Toronto is a small market team. I would argue the Bucks are a small market team. I would argue the Nuggets, who just won a championship two months ago, one month ago, are a small market team. So, Mm-hmm. It's just an interesting. Um, it's just interesting thing to point out because I don't think the Bucks, I don't think Milwaukee is a more desirable place to live in than Portland at all. And even if it is, it's not by that much. So hopefully that trend continues because if more small market teams win, that just shows because that that's what we need. That's what we need because we can't have this Lakers San Antonio thing going on. If that's let's say now the Warriors or Celtics, we can't have mm-hmm. them going back and forth the next ten years. That's awful for us. Yeah. Um, one thing about the Suns and Bucks, though, is, and the this is what the Blazers are now trying to do. The Suns and Bucks both were really they they were bad. Like they went through some pretty futile years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Suns weren't ever like. Uh, they were, yeah, no, they got, they have eight Bucks first overall. As much I, as Suns, yeah, were always really bad. Bucks, you know, I mean, Bucks I can remember the, they did, I like, can remember the Jabari Parker, John Henson years. Well, that was after they got Giannis. So yeah, but Giannis was a project. Um, but my point is, is that teams like the Lakers, Celtics, although the Celtics, I will give the Celtics credit, they fleeced brooklyn and that kg paul pierce deal that landed him um tatum and brown which by the way y'all saw brown's deal yeah we can get into that later yeah yeah okay sorry um yeah but i just think the blazers as a small market team you you have to build correctly and this is the first block is acquiring assets um attractive assets young players draft capital uh on paul george's podcast the other day they did a a draft of young players and the number one overall pick was anthony simons which and then scoot was like number four or something like the blazers people are not worried about portland now but i think once this dame band-aid is ripped off and the move is completed and we can officially usher in a new era i think other teams are going to be, be like, well, like Portland's got something cooking over there. Like, and I, I brought up OKC in the last podcast, but 
I think OKC is a good model. Now, OKC is still, they're probably halfway there. They got to the plan this year. They're halfway. They still have tons of draft capital and maybe some, they have some young players who can take leaps and they have now their star in Shea. You can star, great player. Also, you, you can debate what category you want to put Shea in, but he's, he's an elite player. So the Blazers, I think, are where, you know, the, you know, you asked the question there at ground zero. It's ground zero right now, but there, there is a blueprint. And so Joe Cronin has a lot of things on his plate, but he he has a great starting point. Like the Shaden Anthony Scoot, like columns, those building blocks, the foundation of this team, that's, you know, that's not a bad place to start. It's not a bad place to start. Not at all. Yeah. I agree. Uh, it's uh, I don't want to use this term like easy, but I, f- and maybe this is the only way Portland can win a championship because that is the reality of being in Portland. Like that is a real thing. I just think Joe is taking like the, just the, the, the generic route. And again, he's super early in it. So that could, it could change my mind, but, and it also could be the only option. It's like building through the draft, but I would just love to see one GM come through Portland and like make a move, make, make a big move. Um, yeah. I don't, I think, maybe, think... maybe that is the thing that we need to do because we've never tried it. I can't think of a move like the, the last big name player to come to Portland through trade is probably Scotty Pippen. And that was end of his career played with us for two years. And yeah, he was a part of the Western Conference Finals run, and we had a ton of success at that time. That's one of our best teams since the championship team. So, again, this is Joe Cronin's first crack. So, I mean, I don't blame him for going this route. I mean, we got Mike Schmitz because we want we want to get young, and we want to. Which, by the way, we should have saw coming from a mile away. We get the best like NBA draft analysts from any network on television, and we expect we're not going to try to draft players. Um, yeah. So hindsight's twenty twenty on that. Um, I just don't know. I I think we've done a lot of this drafting thing, and we haven't. But we we haven't because we've never we've been drafting in the twenties because we've had playoff success. So you know, Anthony Simons at twenty four was that no, the no, Simons Gary Trent like, draft was great. Again, Nas, new GM, so it's different. But Dame was six, Myers was eleven. LMA was two, B Roy was seven, Odin was one. That's what I'm saying. Like, I know, but that's we. I just wish we kind of took a different approach, like one time. And again, maybe that's one scoot and shade in our great, and then we make the move for a star. That's what I'm banking on. I hope we're not only trying to build through the draft because that's a super hard thing to do. You have. I, to. I don't think they are. No, they, they, but you're right. They, 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 they could be, but. You have to, I think what we're forgetting is we probably, if you did a, a ranking of GMs from the 2010s, I think Neil Shea like actually might be dead last or second dead last. Like he was trash. Mm-hmm. He was awful. And he had probably, there were probably three inflection points during the Dame era where he could have made the move and he didn't. Yeah. So you, I don't know. The Blazers, now you could be like, you could make the argument like just be reckless. You're already bad now. Go try to get a big. St- I mean, Dame's already gone, so just assume there's no Dame anymore. Just go like you have Jeremy Grant. Go trade for Zach Levine. You know he's a good player, kind of a star. He's available. No, I and no, I would if we're gonna go, go make the plan. Doing do that, like don't 
don't do what we did in 2015 or 2016 when we're good, when we didn't have the talent to actually be that good. Like now that we're committing this way, I want us to fully commit this way. I was just basically saying, uh, and again, that's why I say it's like the safe route because it's the less, it's probably the least amount of risk and would be the least amount of like public. I would argue. Should have hurt. It's like if Scooten's a bad and no one's blaming Joe Cronin that he's bad. And it's no, not, or should they? Uh, because we all expect Scoot to be really good. It's but, not if his... Joe, but if Joe Cronin created for Jalen Brown and when we'll, we'll get into it and gave him this big contract and we flame out in the second round, then obviously we would get mad at Joe Cronin. So that's why I say it's a little more of the safe route. That doesn't mean it's not the smart route. I just, yeah, I, I would argue it's the correct route. I, a lot of the champions the past, like, and just all time make like these big time trade moves and when when in their timeline do do they do it immediately after their franchise player asks out oh i'm not saying do it now no 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 i'm looking i'm looking this oh maybe i was misspoke but i i was more kind of going back to just the beginning of the summer like what i wish we did yeah well let's just assume that that's yeah we've uh, debated that ad nauseum and we both we all know where we stand on that and if you want to listen to that conversation you can go to the past podcast from a few weeks ago but yeah let's just assume that the franchise is a day old it started today there's no dame so because yeah, the, point, what, the ideal way i want us to go i want us to stink next year as bad as we all want us to be really bad then i want to get a I want to because the top of the draft top five players ranked right now are all forwards or centers so it's a good draft for us we draft whoever we want to draft out of there then we play out that season we don't make any big moves and then we see where we are and we reassess if that means okay we're punching toward the plan we're punching toward the playoffs let's move Anthony Simons let's move Shaden then we do that um do you think Shaden will be if we win a championship and then next like Five plus years do you think we've drafted our so-called diamond the rough guy yet uh, do we have that on our roster because you look at these yeah. last champions good point every team other other team. other than steph curry i think steph curry's an upset exception because he's the best point guard of all time and he's played with a beautiful construction um team wise there in golden state but you have Giannis; he's almost seven feet tall lebron james yeah. Kawhi's pretty tall I mean, all these guys are taller than Scoot, Simons. I mean, you got Tim Duncan. You go back to the Heat. That's LeBron again. Dirk. Like, you know, other than Steph Curry, who played with Kevin Durant, had Clay Thompson. I don't know if there's any guards necessarily that are winning these final MVPs. And, like, sure, you got Tony Parker, but he's a piece. You know what I mean? Like, can, can mm-hmm. the best player be six foot three? And that's what we've been asking ourselves. So many times, I think they can. Personally. I mean, yeah, I think it, but yeah, you got to build a team like you did around Steph Curry, probably. Yeah. Well, I, I, what I, I would say, okay, I'm, I'm going to eliminate LeBron teams because he's, in my opinion, the best player of all time, and I'm going to eliminate big market teams. So think of the last Toronto, Milwaukee, Denver. Milwaukee and Denver won it by finding a diamond in the rough. Yo, like Jokic is the definition of that. And Giannis wasn't, I don't think anyone expected Giannis to be, I mean, Giannis could have, look when he was like a rookie, he literally could have been Bobo. You could. You like, can also argue the Raptors got a diamond in the rough because their second best player was Pascal Siakam, who was like 30th pick. Exactly. But I was going to, what I was going to say is like, you. and you're right, Cody, they do, 
guards typically are the complementary pieces of a championship team outside Steph Curry. And that's kind of leaning back into the Dame era. That is why I was, I wanted it to happen so bad, but I just, in the back of my head, I was like, can we Dame really win a title? Here's the best player as an undersized guard. I really wanted it to happen, but that's just such a hard thing to do. Cause like you said, like if you plug Dame into golden state, yeah, Dame has a couple of rings. We've talked about that. The Dame and Steph argument. I think Steph's the better player, better shooter. You can argue shooter. He is the better shooter. He's the better shooter. But yeah, he's the better player. He's a better player, but Dame, it's not like Dame would have won any titles. Like he would have won titles in Golden State. But when it comes to the the last three case studies in Toronto, Milwaukee, and Denver, it's it's either diamond in the rough or you make the riskiest, biggest trade like a Kawhi Leonard for DeMar DeRozan. And, and that's and in my opinion, I guess what I'm trying to get at is it's there are multiple ways to win a title as a quote unquote small market team or like not one of the big dogs. But I no. think it's just it's reflective of your GM's personality. It's ref- like Masai is a guy who will refuse to lose a deal. In fact, he, you know, apparently he thought doing the OG deal last year for seven sharp and someone else would have been a loss for him. I don't because or else I don't know why I would have done it. But he took a swing because he's that type of GM. Whereas Milwaukee, Milwaukee and Denver, I don't want to call it easy, but it's drafting a diamond in the rough. Here, okay, here's what I'll say about this. It's harder to find a diamond in the rough than make a big swing because there's guys out there who want to be traded. You just it's hard. But so it's much harder to draft. But if you find the diamond in the rough, it's much easier to win a championship. So that's if the Blazers want to go draft, I mean, they have Mike Schmidt, Mike Schmidt. So, you know, you can put your eggs in that basket if you want to, but it starts with the draft, unfortunately. I mean, you saw it in 2007, 2008, whenever the Aldridge, Odin, Roy trio went 52 and 10, and that was all homegrown talent. Um, but eventually the Blazers will need a big. They're another, need a big. Thing, another thing that needs to happen is um, the ownership's not going to fly. Blazers win yep. a championship. We are not. Jody Allen will not be the owner of a Blazers championship team. Ooh, I like I will, that take. I promise you that. A little spicy. Um, I looked up doing some research. So I want you guys to guess how many teams since in the last 20 years. So since 2003, how many teams in the last 20 years that last 20 NBA champions were in the luxury tax? 20. No, I think eight. all of them were. Oh, they were. All but so all but five weren't. So fifteen out of twenty. We're like were was, was Detroit not? Oh, I'm sorry. I was. I'm saying that really badly. Five teams won the championship and didn't pay any luxury tax. Yeah. They're the 2020 Lakers, the 2017 Warriors, the 2015 Warriors, the 2014 Spurs. The 2006 Heat. There's no shot the 2017 Warriors were in the luxury tax. That was after they signed Kevin Durant. Well, according to this, yeah, I mean, it could be right. I could, yeah. Unless this is, I mean, it is off right, but it, but it has a lot of no. credibility from just looking at all the likes and comments. But very interesting. And those five teams, by the way, that weren't in luxury tax: the Lakers, Warriors. They're all big market teams. Like there hasn't been a small market team to, to win be- championships that hasn't paid. 
luxury tax is a first for everything, but unfortunately, Jody Allen, you're gone. I'm sorry, but uh, I agree. Um, just more I think about it though, like do I blame Jody Allen for not going on the luxury tax? If or it's not actually her, it's like Joe telling her, Hey, I want to make this move. So so can we do this to go in the luxury tax? But like I don't I don't think Joe ever probably asked her if she wants to go in the luxury tax because Joe probably this whole time was focused on rebuilding. So Maybe Jody Allen does want to spend, but Joe Cronin is like, no, we'll spend in three years. In her defense, I don't. I, I would rather Phil Knight be my be my. No, no, player. I agree, but I, yeah. I, I feel like, and I'm not sure how upper management works in the league because we haven't been around that obviously. But Joe Cronin and Jody Allen, have, they've got to be on the same page. Like Joe Cronin's not. No, jo- not. Jody Allen is definitely not. Being like, I want to spend, and Joe Allen's like, I mean, and jo- and Joe Cronin is looking around like, yeah, me too, me too, and then backstab Jody and be like, actually, I'm going to rebuild, so she can't spend. Like, they're on the same page. They both wanted to rebuild. No, yeah, not that. I'm basically saying like, she's, she does like she might want to spend in in this next iteration if she sees. I, I don't know how I don't think good her Jody, basketball knowledge is. I don't think Jody is, or or this is again my devil's advocate. I think Jody is doing this, but the good side of Jody for like her being a good owners i mean she has that multiple most of the games and maybe joe cronin maybe she was like okay i'll just do exactly what joe cronin wants if he comes to me and says i want to go in the luxury tax i'll debate it and probably do it if he never says anything i won't say anything and i'm saying maybe joe cronin just never was like hey we need to go in the luxury tax because we're going to try to go all in here maybe her defense he was just like we're gonna we're kind of gonna we're gonna see if we can maybe make some noise and if we if we really make noise with this Jeremy Grant, Josh Hart, Dame, Simons, like if we made the fourth, if we made the playoffs and we're like a top four seed last year or the five seed, we're probably, well, obviously we're not drafting Scoot because we don't have that pick, but we're probably looking to try to go a little more all in. Now probably wouldn't have been successful because we wouldn't have had the pieces to go all in, but maybe Jody would have spent then because Joe was like, okay, well, we didn't tank. So yeah, we can't rebuild. I got to try to do this with Dame, but Maybe Joe was kind of just thinking the whole time, like, uh, that's when it'd be the worst thing if we end up with a top three pick in 2020. Only only about, like, five to 12 teams, it looks like, maybe even less, like five to 10 teams on average going to luxury tax every single year. So that does explain a lot, I guess. And I guess you can't be too mad at her because, obviously, since Paul Allen died, none of these years were necessarily great years to go into luxury, I guess, 2019. but. Other than that, we've been pretty booty the last couple of years. So, yeah, I, I feel it like makes sense in that regard. But it's not worth going in the luxury tax if you're not going to try to build a championship contender. So maybe, yeah, maybe you know, Joe. It's weird though because, yeah, I, I, I don't, we don't know how that works. I mean, there's many different ways it could have gone down, but the fact of the matter is, is no money was spent, and the superstar is going to be out. So. That is unfortunate, but if the Blazers have a five-year plan, this this is what I'm doing. Like you said, Cole, just literally stink up the building. Just stink it up next year. Oh, my God, take me true. Stink it up. Go get a forward center. Go get a big that you can build. Because even if this was your team and then you got like even if like next year you traded for a star, you're you're not going to contend until at one of Scoot or Shaden are like ready, and that's going to take a couple years. 
So John's not ready right now. He's great, but he's not going to be the best player on championship team. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy because people think he's top 10 in the league. Yeah. But you got to stink it up next year. After that, years two through four, it, it's there's really nothing you have to do. It's it's not really a year by year case. It's more you need to stink it up, get your required assets that you think you need at the at certain positions. So, for example, you don't need to go draft a guard next year. Please don't draft a guard. If we stink it up and draft a guard next year, things <laughs> things will be said. I'll just say that okay. you basically, and then one of those three guards, you, you, you just hope that they're, you know, on this bad team, they're going to get their stats, their numbers, they're going to improve. Cause they're going to, you know, their PT and you have got to find, like I said, in the last podcast, a team that wants to bite a team that I don't know, the team that either has a disgruntled star and, you know, maybe when he's, you know, scoot is going to be the face of this draft class, you know, like Wimby, I, this might sound like this is just the way the world works. Wimby is not American. So Wimby is not going to be, I don't think the face of this draft class and the, in the U S I think it is becoming a more global game. And I'm, I love that, that, you know, Giannis, Jokic, Luca, Embiid, these are all guys not from the States. But a face of American basketball from this draft class is going to be Scoot because Scoot has been in a movie before. Like Scoot, like cult, like like culturally, probably connects the most with kids. So basically, what I'm saying is there could be another young guy, young superstar, young great player who's disgruntled. It's like I want to play with Scoot because that's fun. I could be grasping at straws because then he could be like, I want to play with Scoot. Oh shit, it's Portland. Like I, I want, I want to go there. You know, I could. Just be the same old Portland, but I feel like we heard a lot of people like want to play with Dame, but only Dame comes to them. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, also the GM doesn't want to make the deal for him, so there's that too. I think, yeah, you summed it up pretty well. If I were to just give a brief five-year plan down the road, I think the ideal scenario is tank next year, draft a forward. We're gonna hope and pray that this project forward develops into a Tatum type player, a Luka type player, a Jokic type player, because we need that. I think Jody has to go. I think we trade either. Wait, Cody, or- Cody, wait, Cody, quickly. Jody has to go. Who's going to fire her? <laughs> she has Jody. to sell the team at some point. It literally says in Paul Allen's will. Like, I just don't oh, understand. did I say the word fire? <laughs> no, 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 no. You just said oh. she, like, she has to go like, Oh, oh no! Oh no! I, I didn't mean, like. No, no just, yeah, no. I just thought I when you said that I was like, she like can't decide first. Like she's you know, fire Jody, fire the owner. Yeah, that that's how <laughs> companies work. Um, and then but yeah, she has to go. Trade Ant or Sharp or Scoot. Once they average, flourish, average twenty plus points. Ant's already at that moment, but next year I think Scoot or Sharp or the following year at least I think one of them can average twenty points for the worst team in the league. You trade. Who's going to put the ball in the hoop? So I stink another year, and then we swing. We swing all that scoot and um, trade value, whoever we decide Wait, to West, trade down the West. road. When, uh, when Neil was up to bat, what did he do when he was up to bat? He didn't swing. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Neil. Strike one. 
But this time around, we'll, Joe will actually swing because we have a project forward that will be our finals MVP in 2028. That's ideal scenario. And we go into luxury with our new owner. So, no, I mean, look, these, this is a uh, rose colored, through the rose colored glasses take here because the dark side of this project of this of this rebuild is maybe injuries or they just don't turn out we draft we draft another greg odin who looks good you know there's just it's tough man young young players or are joe just sucks at being a gm yeah, yeah. maybe joe I mean, you all. We also have Jeremy Grant. Like Jeremy Grant's a big contract that can be moved in the future. You know, I, I'm almost taking the stance of the fan now. Like, other than for some reason, like Scoot has a special place in my heart because Scoot to me is going to be connected to Dame. Like he just he just will be. That's just the way it is. Maybe it's fair. Maybe it's not. I don't care. Every other player, like I used to be, like Blazer, like Nick Stauskas, 24 points opening night. We got to keep him on the roster. He's good vibes. If you're not producing for for this team or like you're not building towards a championship contender, get the hell out. Like I'm not going to be loyal anymore. Like if Jeremy Grant averages 24, but he's not playing defense or, or rebounding, grab your bags, buddy. Um, yep. I think we we talked about this too. Blazer, I, I'm assuming other fan bases do this as well because every fan looks at their team like it's better than it actually is. But we've done our fair share of overvaluing Blazer players. So, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, we get very attached to players, which is good, but I think we need to be attached towards the goal more. Yeah, I guess. Long long term. But, no, you know, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. game by game, like, next, game by game next year, I'm look, I want us I to suck, but I'll, I'll be rooting to win because who knows? You know, Jer- Jeremy Grant is like, Western Commerce Player of the Month. We're twelve and three. Cody and I say we get the three seed, and then we, you know, just be ass. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what happened last. Really year. interesting, just how on this close next year, because we all know we're not winning a championship. We all know we're not having success. Can but, we? Can we promise well, each other one thing? If what? we win on opening night this year, and Scoot slash Ant slash Shaden, one of them has o- over thirty. Can we not declare that it's a playoff team? <laughs> yes, we will not declare that for sure. I really just be just like I saw defense only gave up 102 points. I mean, this is probably a top 15 defensive team. I mean, like is is Scoot an MVP candidate? Yeah, but the dark side. You know what the real dark side is? We become Sacramento in the next 15 years, which could happen. Imagine we just suck every year. We're just pinned on the bottom. We can never get lucky. I mean, when you do suck, we are the worst possibility that you keep sucking. Like I'm, I'm gonna be 35 years old, and we're, I'm gonna be like, we haven't made the playoffs since I was in high school, like, and that's gonna be true. Oh, like, you think Sacramento thought they were gonna be that bad when they, after they made it to the Western Conference Finals in 2002, and then didn't make it again until this with what Mike Bibby? Yeah, and then they still got smoked. <laughs> that's by stuff. that's that's literally a good point because like. As when you do bottom out, as good as the talent you draft, again, they have to produce. Like, there's been elite talent that hasn't produced, even if they had a ton of hype. Like, Andrew Wiggins is obviously a solid player now, but he never contributed to winning when he was the best player on the team. I'm not saying Scoot's going to be Andrew Wiggins. The Kings, but like, the Kings are dysfunctional. The Kings are dysfunctional. And I'm not saying the Blazers aren't. The only reason they're dysfunctional now is because they had that long. They weren't dysfunctional when they started this. They're fans, guys. I think that makes a difference. 
Well, they got dysfunctional when they like, I, I, you know, when when was like ownership changed or they just like they they their goal was to make the playoffs. But I just remember like they had like all these I don't know the roster construction always stunk. They just never could make that next step. GM or new owner or something. But all I'm saying is like when you do hit the bottom of the barrel, let's like you could be there. Not take for granted how easy it we think it could be to get out. I think we will get out. I'm I'm saying we will. But it's always possible that you stay there because it's harder. It's I. It's it's hard to get good in the NBA. And once you're, good, I agree. You should try to sustain that as long as possible until it clearly has a ceiling. I think the the difference that Portland has is passionate a passionate fan base yeah. and a fan base that desires winning and and excellence. And you know, for being such a small market team and such a like, no, we're like a top ten opposite of a free agent destination. There's some history with Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Night like Nike, like the movie Air with Nike, and even just like Bill Walton in the 70s and just Blazer Mania and Jack Ramsey. Like there's just so many, there's history, like league history that went through Portland. So I don't know. The Blazers have a passionate fan base and the fans have influence. That's what I'll say to everyone listening to this. The fans yeah. have influence. Demand a good team. Like, look. We saw what's we saw the Sacramento fans like in the playoffs, but it wasn't like in 2015 they were like we need a good team. Like it was crickets no. in Sacramento. They were the wor- I did a video on this. They were had one of the worst attendance throughout the whole 2010s, and then they make the playoffs and suddenly their fans are good. No, they're gonna be okay, gone man. once they suck again in two years. This is I'm, gonna be it is. Adv- I'm gonna be devil's advocate again. All right. Like uh, the negative side of the Blazers. But when is the last time the Blazers were like actually bad though? In our lifetime, we haven't seen them be like atrocious. The jail Blazers. 2006. Yeah. And I don't know what the attendance numbers were then, but we were they good? Were they bad? Um, I I would imagine it was very good, but I think a a big portion of it where they were like literally like not upstanding citizens on that team. Yeah. So like people um, didn't want to support that. It'd be like, I don't know, I don't know. But you want to know the? You said that's the worst scenario. You want to know what the doomsday scenario is? Doomsday. What? Literal. It won't happen. But the doomsday is in 2026. The Portland Trailblazers are the Seattle Supersonics. Yeah, that's that's a doomsday. That is quite the doomsday. Um. Wow. That Dude, would be cool what if? Happen. What if like your favorite team just ceased? To Guys, exist? real quick. In 2006. Blazers had the worst attendance in the NBA, very worst. I mean, I feel like it's an outlier. That, was that that was, that was Aldridge's rookie year? Two thousand seven. He was we drafted 20, in 06. Two thousand seven. So. We were twenty second, and then it was all up from there. Yeah. Again, like again, your fans. As much as we say the Blazers have great fans, like just like but that was that was players. one year. That was if one year. Two thousand five. We were if fine. If you suck, you're not gonna but, have great fans. Like that's a right. Thing. I agree. Nothing wrong with that. But I think the Blazers have a silver lining because they. I feel like 2005, the team, like it was the jailblazer era. Okay. We had no success before that. 2005, we bought him out and like are the second worst team in the league to get Aldridge. Right. We've had six since sustained, quote, you know, we've had Damian Lillard who puts buttons, butts and seats. And then now we now have like the sure, like Wimby. We have the biggest US based prospect who's like been professional for two years he's, he's got a cool name scoot everyone knows who he is i feel like so people at least early in the year are going to want to come watch him play um you know i don't know i, I get what you're saying um, we'll be, like what were we last year in attendance 
Or what uh, were we when we made the Western Conference Finals? Like last year, we were actually like really good. Or 20, Western Conference Finals. Twenty twenty one, maybe, because we were good that year. Uh, I don't want to take last year's attendance into account, really, even though that could be a, a picture into what this year could look like. Maybe. Oh wait, well, no, that that's COVID. Hang on, that's. Oh uh, yeah, just twenty nineteen then. Yeah. Twenty nineteen. Three years passed because you know we're seventh in twenty nineteen. Seventh. Okay, I'll be interested to see like. Where I think we'll be bottom teens. I, I no, think, I think I'm gonna push back on everything I said because this no we these show that our attendance has been good even when we were bad. 2005, we were above half. 2007, we were above half. That was just one year. So yeah, Blazer fans um, are always. Good. But it, I mean, it'll just be. In, I will just be interested. I think our last, fans will show up. I'll show up. The, yeah, the last. It's oh, the last quick. Look at last year. I bet last year was pretty bad. Nope, we were number ten. Like we're good. Blazers love their team. Orlando's love their team. The last like quick point that kind of like has to do with that, I feel like, is like this is the only. Yes, you have the Timbers, but this is the only major sports franchise in the city. Either that, or just like do some. This isn't like this is different than Sacramento because there's literally like twenty other options in California. And Sacramento, like if you did a ranking of like biggest fan bases in California, like Sacramento might be last. Like the San Jose Sharks, the hockey team might have more than the Kings. Or the Anaheim Ducks. Like I'm not even kidding. So I don't know. It's an it's uh it's a new journey that we're embarking on here. Um and right now Joe Cronin, our protagonist, is on his walk. Yeah, he is, is relaxing. Walking. It is, right it is post summer league. It is post summer league. I'm gonna set. I'm gonna set the stage for you guys. This is this is what I'm getting my... a haircut. Hmm. I said he's probably getting a haircut. That's funny. This it's possible. These are what my sources were telling me. It is the doldrums of the off season. Joe Cronin is going for walks every morning. He has disconnected his phone. He has blocked the Miami phone number. He is not interested in any trade requests right now. He is going to sit. And have Damian Lillard hostage in Portland for as long as he desires. But he's just lying in wait, Joe Cronin. Joe Cronin is, uh, in fact, he might be sleeping. He might be taking a nap. He's been taking one since free agency started. He's been taking a nap since free agency started, but he's resting up for the next five to eight years of the journey to get to an NBA championship. I'm just I'm gonna bookmark this. So in four years, when we're gonna have the number two overall pick, I can okay. make I can make fun of myself. You wake up for one thing and one thing only, and just do just cut Trent and Watford. Uh, still don't know why that happened, but you know you know like you know we've been we've been at this low key like five minutes. Low key, he might he might have been sleepwalking there because I don't think he meant to do that. There's no shot. Um, we said at the beginning of the podcast we had nothing to talk about. We were just gonna just milk out a 15 minute, 20 minute segment segment, and we're like what 45 minutes in. Um, not much else to discuss. Just I just want to hear quickly your thoughts on a guy we were previously targeting in a trade, and we would have had to give him this contract, Jalen Brown. Where are you standing? Yeah, we would have had to pay this guy. It's it's gonna be over 60 million, right? 69 million in this final year. I don't know when it is, like 27, 28, 28, 29. That's they crazy. Do it again, uh, but yeah, that's that's an absurd amount of money. I don't really know how I feel about it because I do think contracts like are a little 
some like unless you're talking about a Russell Westbrook or a Tobias Harris guys that are clearly not that guy. But I think Jalen Brown will still be all star level for the last or all NBA possible level for the next five years. Sure, it's an overpay, but I mean, every star that gets paid after Jalen Brown that's made a couple all NBA teams is going to be an overpay at this point. Yeah, it says it's the richest NBA contract of all time to date, but that's obviously the record's going to be broken probably later this summer as someone else signs. I mean, that's just how it works. It, it goes up every year. So honestly, not that surprising. I mean, wow, that's crazy. The richest contract of all time to an NBA player, and he's not top 10 cleanly. So Herbert got the richest contract in NFL history today. And we're going to have to – we would have had to pay Jalen Brown more than Dame. So that already – the reality of the inflation and things going up more money to throw around but yeah it's 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 not a great contract scoot scoot's gonna get a bag i'm not gonna sit here and act like i want it i would i don't think i would have been mad if the blazers given that contract though if he was on the team speaking Uh, of money we have uh the killian mbappe over there in europe whoever europe is making or making he got offered from dubai dubai league saudi saudi over $1.1 billion contract after all the tax and crap. He's going to be taking home $776 million. No, 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 no. It's, there so, is no, it's like the transfer fee to get him to that would yeah. pay the PSG is like over 300, it's like 330 million. His contract would be one year, 776, and he takes home all that because there's no tax. That's what I just said. Or no, tax. no, but you were saying like, Anyway, how we feel about that? That is more than probably the top 20 NFL players combined. Probably more than the top 10 NBA players. That's more combined. than that. It's like, dude, the most expensive contract. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be top it's like 20 more than the top players. 30 NBA players or top 20 NBA players. In equivalence, that's like China offering LeBron like a billion dollar contract and then him just playing for the Shanghai Sharks. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, I think Mbappe should do it. Do it for a year because then he's just going to go a good team after. It's just for a year. If I'm Mbappe, I'm doing that. But then again, we also had these conversations with golf about like going to play for the Saudis and get paid like $200 million. But that's different because it's not just for a year and you could go back. Okay, who cares? Did you guys watch Messi's debut game? Uh, I did. We watched his game. We smoked our hometown team tonight. If you guys... Oh, damn. If you guys don't know, Messi, best player of all time. Playing the, in yeah, the States. Yeah, we got the yes, States. He is. Dude, I've been watching MLS since 2013. It's awesome that Dude, they're gonna, Messi I, is in our league, game, bro. After watching this game against Atlanta or seeing the score, they might actually just like cook the league. Yeah. Um, they're actually like the worst. Miami Lakers because they're just getting all the good players. Like they have what three Barca players by next year? Yeah, something like that. More Barca play- Barcelona players. It's kind of stupid, but it's honestly good for the USA, in my opinion. And then probably means our Portland Timbers aren't going to do anything. Did, did you? Did you? Did you say you almost went to a Timbers game or no? One of the games mm-hmm. were like I almost, you almost went, went to the crew game, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you gonna go to any in the future before you head back to college? Oh yeah, I'll go to some, but there's none until there's one tomorrow. But League Cup, eh? But yeah, there's none until August. So 
I want to see Messi play. He's he plays in Atlanta play. on the fifteenth. You so guys like, got going to sell our tickets? It's like two k each. So like that's uh, that's pretty good. You should sell them yeah. or not. I don't know, dude. We're going I'll, to see Messi. I, I'll sell my first. ticket if I can take home the two k. Facts. Literally, right? like, you guys can make two thousand dollars if you sell your ticket just because Messi. That is insane. It's a wild. That's why he got that piece of revenue share from Apple mm-hmm. and from Adidas. Still a better purchase than going to a Taylor Swift concert. Oh my God, these things are going for. It's got to be one of the most expensive concerts of all time right now going on this summer. Yeah, that's wild, bro. Crazy. Question I had a... for you guys. Question for you guys. Oh, okay, go for it. Would you rather go to Taylor Swift concert? Or game five of the NBA Finals and Blazers are not there. But where where would you rather go? I'm gonna go game five of the NBA Finals. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But That's crazy how this world most, works. Most girls would pick Taylor Swift, I feel like. It's just crazy how things work. That's all. It's crazy how that works, man. I had an interesting game. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's doable. But I was going to try to say, say, can you name a either current or former Blazer player that not like, can you name a player from every team that used to play for the Blazers, like past or present? Yeah, let's try, I guess. So like starting now and go back in time? So like uh, name a player. Every other 29 team in the NBA. And like, say a player that played for the Hawks and Blazers, say a player that played for the Celtics and Blazers, like that. Yeah, uh, that's oh, tough. That's I think we could. Like, if we started with the Jazz, um, we start. We start. We start. What? Cantor. And it's Cantor play for the Jazz. Freedom. Excuse me. Huh, my mistake. Freedom. Freedom. We go. The Nuggets. Call... Oh. Nurk. 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 The Timberwolves. Um, Shabazz. All right. Yeah, Shabazz. I was gonna say Dante Cunningham, but okay. Yeah, Thunder. The Thunder. Mellow. Mellow. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's go Lakers. Uh, Winion Gabriel. Mo Harkless. Wait, no, he's on the Clippers. <laughs> Clippers. Mo Harkless. Mo Harkless. Uh, Mo Harkless give me the, for the Clippers. We talked yeah. about that. I don't know. Oh my! So positive, bro. He literally started for them. Yeah. Are you saying? Are, are you really saying? I might be wrong, but look up like Mo Harkless' career, dude. He went right to the Clips. He played for the Clippers just the year after the Blazers. Yeah. So, like I said, went straight to the Clips. He did. Warriors. Um, oh, I have one. Gary Payton. The second. That guy sucks. Um. Sons. Um, Drew Eubanks now. Yeah. What about the, uh, is the Kings? Kings. Whiteside. Oh, I guess Whiteside's yeah. actually both the Kings, sure. There's so many Kings players. Spurs. Zach Collins. Mavs. Hmm. That's a tough one. Mavs. Wesley Matthews. Oh, yes. nice. Um, Rockets. 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 Oh, I got Trevor it. Ariza. Pelicans. 
Network. CJ McCollum. Oh. Grizzlies. I got a shout. I said Dylan Brooks. He played for Oregon. You got to go back to the Jail Blazers. Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph. Right. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the East. Let's go Toronto. Gary Payton the sec or Gary Trent Jr. Excuse me. That guy right there. This is literally Gary Gary Trent Jr. jersey. Knicks. Josh Hart. Beautiful. Nets. Nets. It's a good one. I have one. Who? I have two actually. Who? Alan Crab. Patty Mills. Did Alan Crab play for the Nets? Or did he did they just give him that contract and we mashed? I think we, I feel Mills. like he played for the yeah, Patty Mills works. Um Celtics. Freedom. Can't do the same player. Let's just say that. Um Celtics. Celtics, 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 Celtics. Who played for the Celtics? I, I got one. Who? ET. ET. Um, yep. I didn't even know Celtics. he played for the Celtics. That's where he came from, and we gave him that bag. 76ers. Seth Curry. Seth Curry will play. Let's go. Let's go to the Central. Let's go Cavs. Ooh, I got one. For the Cavs, I have one too because it was on Hoopsker the other day. Yeah, this dude was a double double machine when we were yep. mid playoff team. JJ Hickson. I don't even think we were a playoff team with him. JJ Hickson. Yeah. Or Rodney Hood. Pacers. I wish Miles Turner. I, I wish. wish Paul George. But we have to Pacers. Or Miles Turner. Ooh, this is tough. I don't know. Um, you gotta think there was a guy that played for both teams. Oh, it's just mid. Well, we can come back to Pacers if we need to. Yeah, let's come back to it. All right, let's go Bucks. Pat Connaughton. Bulls. What? I have one. Can I say Scotty Pippen? That's what I was gonna yeah. say. I'm gonna say Scotty. You can say Scotty Pippen. No, you can you say Scotty Pippen. Can. Um okay, we 20 years ago. Pistons. Pistons. Classic. Classic. J JG. Mason Plumley too. Who's JD? JG. Oh, Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy. Um, okay, we're gonna leave Pacers. Let's go to the Wizards. Uh Oh, yeah, he's already. Oh my god! What if oh, Martin, Martel Webster? Yeah. <laughs> Why did I think of Martel Webster, bro? What a pull! Uh, let's go Hornets. Blazers have played for Wizards. Let's see. I got Martel Webster. I got Steve Blake. Oh, please, Blake. Hornets up to him. Tim. Uh, Hawks. Hawks. Uh oh uh uh that bad bad Basemore. Basemore, yikes! What a bot. <laughs> Magic. Ooh, I got a great one. Oh, I have one too. Great one. He gets cooked by his coaches. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say the bust. 
Mario Hazonia. Mario Hazonja. And he right. is going to be. Oh, we already did Whiteside. Oh, what yeah. up? Miami. You already know who we're going to go with. Myers. <laughs> Myers, yeah. All right. Pay, pacers, boys. Pacers. Rick. Pacers, Pacers. For some reason, I feel like this guy played for the Pacers. Oh. Luke Babbitt. Yeah. Cody, can we get a fact check if Luke Babbitt played for the Pacers? What? Well, uh, give me a second. Um, no. Damn it. Unfortunately not. Um, just, we're like, the- like a, like a, like a journey, like a Chris Kamen type beat. Type of beat. <laughs> what about like a Gerald Henderson? Not- Nick Stauskas? Not positive. Um, did some- Jermaine O'Neal play in Portland? Yeah, he did. Jermaine O'Neal works great. He was on the Jailblazers. Let's go. Good job. All right. Next, the last one, you have – everyone has one minute to think. You need to give me – you can't be pre-2010. Okay? Actually, okay. we'll say we'll say the B-Roy era and after. So you okay. can't dip into, like, the Jailblazers and back. Give me the most obscure Blazer that you can think of. Oof. Okay. Without looking it up, Cody. Look, this one is not obscure because you say his name a lot. But like the one that I always comes to mind is Joel Prisbilla. Like, just what a guy. <laughs> just a random blazer. Oh, okay. Um, okay, one minute. Uh, um, I want to come up with someone funny. Yeah, me too. Um. All right, I, I have a decent one. Hold on, let me, just let me think longer. Uh, I want to think of someone random. Hang on. I mean, I have some options, but they're not funny enough. I have no clue, man. I mean, I want to find someone more obscure. Joel Prince Villa is phenomenal. All right, I got mine. Oh, my God. Travis Outlaw. <laughs> he was solid. He was solid. The two, actually, I have technically three. That I'll just you go first, West. I was gonna go with Jared Bayless. Bayless. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, Joel Freeland. Wow. And then I was also gonna say Darrell Wright. Darrell Wright, solid player. What about a uh, the Spanish sensation? I don't know if he's Spanish actually. Victor Claver. Yeah. What about Anthony Colliver? Oh. Wade Baldwin the fourth. They get more. They get more funny the more the longer back you go. But like a Joel Prisbilla. Okay. Dante Cunningham. That's crazy. Nolan Smith. Ready? I'm just gonna look up the 2008 Blazers roster and just give you an ex- obscure name on there. Mario Hazonia. <laughs> um. Honestly, there's no one crazy. Chris Bill is so great. <laughs> I'm Chris Bella. Um, wow, Anthony Tolliver was on the Blazers in 20, 2009. Wow. Oh, no way. Um, wow. No one. Marcus Camby. Marcus Camby, yeah. 
just gonna come up with one more name. Ooh, no, that's not a fun name though. I was gonna say Ronnie Price. That short little point guard we had. Hashim Tibet. Hashim Tibet. Tibet. Sorry. Um. Oh wow, I have one. Who? Eric Maynor. Eric Maynor. I liked him. Barely remember that. One of who is a B, obscure starter, a guy that started. You want to who started some games like 2016, 2017? We got to guess. No. Aminu? No. Harkless? It's no one that he did not, like, don't think of a guy that actually was a starter when we were. Jake Lehman. Jake Lehman. Wow. He's the dude, he's the dude that uh, when they were running out of the tunnel, when he was on the Timberwolves and everyone was, he was like, hey, Jake, you're getting on. How many minutes you getting tonight? And he goes, um, but that's that's all we got. Okay, we we actually this might be over an hour somehow. Um, but yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for and listening, and uh, we'll see you in the next podcast. Go follow the Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and all those fun stuff to catch up on the limited Blazer news that is going on in the next couple of weeks and months. So uh, thanks, guys. Peace.